Before we start this week's podcast, we'd like to encourage our listeners to consider donating to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. It's a nonprofit organization that fights for racial justice through litigation, advocacy, and public education. They seek structural changes to expand democracy, eliminate disparities, and achieve racial justice in a society that fulfills the promise of equality for all Americans. Visit www.naacp.com. LDF.org to donate to an incredibly important cause. So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. All right, welcome back to the show, folks. Uh, we've got another great episode here for you this evening. We are talking NFC East divisional breakdown here, and we have got just the who's who of a lineup here. Uh, I'm going to start with my co-host because why wouldn't I? Because uh, I'm the who'siest <laughs> of the who's. That's right. <laughs> Jake, how are you that. doing? I am doing superb, sir. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Glad to be here after a subpar day of work. So nothing better than having some laughs and talking football, huh? Now we can have a not subpar episode of this podcast. That's right. That's right. And then our first guest here I will introduce is Steffi Smalls. Hey, Steffi, how are you doing? I'm so excited for you guys to be in the middle of my sandwich. I have three shows tonight, and this is just the meat of it all. That's Ooh, right. You're going to be the meat. Yeah. You like that one, too, don't you? I know you like that one. I've been Are playing that one. Stuffing in the middle of the Oreo, too, however we look at it. Uh, then we also have on the show, returning to the show, Shane Manila. Shane, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm on air with one of the only two people that's ever made me blush during a uh, live stream or podcast. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, I'm curious to know what you did to make him blush. I, I'll never tell. <laughs> it was a dick pic. I'm not going to lie. It was a dick pic. And I don't oh, mind on, when man. those come from guys. Now, it is weird when girls send me dick pics because I'm like... Is this your boyfriend's? Is this some randos that sent it to you? Or is it yours? Are you an hermaphrodite? Which I'm not judging, because if you are, fine. But I'm just not my thing. We are less than three minutes in, and we've already gotten so many strange dick references at this point. I think it can only go down from here, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's what happens when you talk about dick. You go down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so get this back on the tracks here while we still can. Uh, as I said, we'll be talking the NFC East this evening, uh, but got a couple of things to take care of here before we get into that. Uh, we have our beer review that we do here on the show. Um, we'll start with us because we're the hosts. So we have a, a beer here by Black Street Brewing out of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and it's called are you there, God? It's me, Tangerine, um, which I was really excited about the name. So that's why I bought it. Um, and it literally looks like orange juice in a cup. So did you roll uh, it beforehand like the uh, can said to? No, I didn't. I was just too excited to drink it. Uh oh, you're going to. So this can, it said on uh, an advance, it says you are supposed to roll 
before consuming. And I've never had a beer tell me to do anything like that before. So I'm kind of interested and excited. Uh, it also makes me think there might be some weird shit at play in the can itself. So I don't know. But it's well, vanilla and tangerine beer. Shake it up first. Shake it up and then drink it. Give it a yeah. little hard. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> right right in the face. <laughs> uh, in the face. Uh, this is good. It tastes, tasty. it tastes like orange juice. I, I literally think they put orange juice in a beer can and then charge $9 for it. No, it tastes like a creamsicle. You know those ice cream pops that have like the vanilla ice cream in the middle, but it's like an orange mm-hmm. popsicle on the outside? That's what I'm That's what I'm going with here. Yeah. Oh, now, you folks don't have creamsicles, unfortunately. Sorry, Dustin. If, I mean, really, we should just start sending our guests beer ahead of time. Yeah, like we, we really we should. Half assed, unorganized. Not professional shit is this. Like, we don't get to taste a beer. You're just tasting it in front of us. Like, oh, no, this is really good. I can describe it to you for like another 10 minutes if that if that helps in any way. I can only be so organized here. I got a show sheet together. That's about the limit of my uh, responsibilities. It sounds like Jake needs to pick up some slack. Maybe he needs to handle like the cream gold portion of this. (laughs) Yeah, I'll put that on my my to do list. Is to be the creamsicle guy going forward. <laughs> uh, hmm. So, either are either of you uh, enjoying a beverage during the show? And Steph, what? And what? You? Steph, are you drinking? I would never. Um, I'm having a white claw. Very as usual. We like to stay on brand here at Steffi Studios. So that's what I'll be enjoying. <laughs> I'm very excited about the new surge clause, though. I got tagged at least 200 times tonight. I'm going to tag. I mean, not tag. Count how many times I got tagged. It has to be almost at 70. That's my guess. It's cr- It's actually out of control. I need help. I think. Has ever, anybody ever been more associated with one particular brand? Like, I, I don't know if Michael Jordan is more associated with Nike or if you're more associated with White Claw at this point. Yeah. I think it comes down to numbers, like how big Jordan is. How, so, like, I'm a little, little, a little bit smaller of a fish than Michael Jordan, but maybe one day. That's fair. That's fair. What about you, Shane? What's going oh, on over there? In your I'm just drinking Jack and Coke. Well, actually, Pepsi and Coke, because I didn't. Nope. Wait, Pepsi and Jack. <laughs> Pepsi and Jack, because Pepsi and Coke would just be fucking weird. Um, <laughs> Pepsi it's a lot of trouble to go through, honestly, yeah. if you're yeah. mixing Pepsi and Coke. Yeah, then you got issues. Pe- just Jack and Coke, you know, my usual. It's um, an old man drink that I've been drinking since I was like 14. So I'm going to stick with it. Nice. Stick with what got you there. You know, exactly. that's what I say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jake, should And we- then I'm on um, some antidepressants that always make me feel better. So there's that too. I, I find it's best to mix those with alcohol. Um, Usually. That's just my medical opinion to anyone listening. That's my medical opinion. He's not a doctor. He's not (laughs) a doctor. (laughs) But he did say it in a Holiday Inn Express last night, so. Boom. That is a deep poll reference. And I am excited for the 13 people out there that get it, Dustin. (laughs) Yeah, Steph has no idea what the hell he's talking about there. He's like, It's just getting weirder as it goes, and it's okay, because you guys are the meat in my sandwich. I'm just going to let it rock. (laughs) Yep. Nope. Definitely nothing weird about what uh, followed that statement. Dustin, do we want to get into our drunk trade of the week? I don't want to waste too much of time up front. I feel like we have real things to get into with these these wonderful people here. Yes. Yes. We got football stuff. Steph. Oh, Oh, yeah, that stuff. 
let me ask you, how do you feel about the Giants adding Kyle Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph. Good deal. Are yeah. you in charge of the show? Like, am I no. supposed to respond yeah. right now? Really? I don't think it's a bad, who cares? It's a red zone threat. He's going to like do what his purpose is. Good blocker. Who cares? I think that's like not a bad ad. Everyone wants to cry and whine about things like that. Just get over it. It's not a big deal. He's a red zone threat. He's not going to do like, he's just going to be Kyle Rudolph on the Giants. <laughs> like you're, you can't get more win than Kyle, right? But, much more Jason Garrett could not have had more amnesia thinking he's in Dallas. Here you go. There's your Witten. You want Witten? This is the closest thing you're going to get. So you better do something good with him. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I know you hate Evan Ingram because um, he drops things a lot. Um, <laughs> a lot. You know, like he's, that's like his thing, right? That's kind of like, oh, I'm Evan Ingram's doink. Um, so will you be happy when Evan Ingram is not on the field, but Kyle Rudolph is? Because that's like a, ooh, oh, really? Oh, no, like, they'll both be on the field. It's going to be very 12 personnel friendly over very there 12 in New York. Okay. Can I make a petition to call Evan Ingram Evan Doinks from here on out? Is that acceptable? Does the motion pass? Okay. Motion Evan Doinks it is. However, we are not talking about Evan Doinks just yet. Let's get into our drunk trade of the week very quickly right. here. This week's, it comes from at HC Smooth with an E. So we were talking beforehand, uh, before we got on the show about English people and kind of, I, I don't know, terminology. If there's an E on the end of a word, I assume that it's British. Is that fair? So smooth, it would be HC Smooth, but like in a British accent is how I'm choosing to read that. Anyways, That's anyways, say uh, made this last week a tad tipsy to acquire J-Rub. So... Ahead of time, they're trying to get out of the gate. They were only a Wait, tad what? tipsy here. Can you read Self proclamation? Can you read that again? I'm sorry. I, I sure can. They, they say made this last week a tad tipsy to mm -hmm. acquire J Rob. Okay. So self proclamation, only a tad tipsy. They received James Robinson. They got a 2021 105 and a 2022 205. Wait, that can't be right. Wait, I think they they're both 2021 picks. Yes, all that, full, but they sent away Christian McCaffrey. Uh, no, they they sent away a 2022 second and a 2021 fourth. Listen, uh, dipshit. <laughs> when you're trading CMC, right? <clears throat> and I, I get that trading McCaffrey is this super flex. Did we did we touch on that? It is dynasty twelve team super flex. Great question. Okay. Well, you know that's what I do. I ask questions. I probe. Um, I like to poke things. So. When you're trading away Christian McCaffrey, I'm sorry, you need to get top seven player at their position. Um, and I like James Robinson. He's not even top seven running back from his class last year. He's like seven, probably six. That's probably mean. But not enough for me. 105, I mean, Zach Wilson, meh, not doing it for me. Zach Wilson, just list out who you're getting. Zach Wilson, James Robinson, some random-ass second rounder with a hit rate of around – 20% if you're lucky for Christian fucking McCaffrey who scores 30 points a game when he's on the field. Not, not mm -hmm. great, Bob. Not great. Not, not great yeah. at all. Uh, and the tad tipsy part really gets, I felt he needed to say he was, he was ball ass drunk for this trade, but Steffi, are you on that same train or are you thinking that this is somewhat reasonable? Like, I don't, 
like one, like you should like probably see a therapist because I feel like making these treats like intoxicated is like a sign of toxicity. Probably like there's something going on in your head, but I don't think it's horrible. I can get behind it if they got. They needed. I need one more thing. Needed like a little bit more. I need like I don't know. I don't know who else. Give me another like a wire receiver two or some bullshit. I, you know, it's a little. You got a little little ball there, but I don't hate it. Throw Tyler Boyd onto the receiving end. Does that get it done? Is that even now if Tyler Boyd's there? I don't know. I need something more. I need a little bit more. And you should never poke things without consent, Shane. No, 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 no. I I only poke things with consent. (laughs) I get written um, NDAs first, kind of like Watson. Dustin, are you poking at this trade with a, a negative stick or a positive stick? I'm hitting it hard with the negative stick. I think you can get way more for CMC than just James Robinson. That's, I mean, yeah. essentially it's James. I mean, two first, you should be able to get at least three for yeah. CMC. So and that's another way to look at it. Like this feels like you shouldn't, like you can't justify this trade being drunk. You need to have at least been tweaking on meth <laughs> or well, if he was tipsy, yes, it's like accidentally snorted crack. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. Because, you know, obviously you're out of your mind. But just drunk is not an excuse. Like, this sounds like he would yell at me a lot. Like, he's the type of dude, he would yell at me, right? And then the next day, he wants to call me and be like, dude, I didn't mean any of that. And I'm like, you had two trulies. Like, really? You were that hammered off two trulies <laughs> that you just let loose on me like that? Like, no, uh-uh. Um, so bad trade. Anyway, back, 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 back. <laughs> he goes to a karaoke bar and sings the most passive aggressive song in your face. Right. You know, a- after a couple, uh, let's say, I don't know, Jaeger, not even Jaeger shots. No, I just fireball. Like, fireball. Like a rumple man. There you go. Fireball. fireball. Yeah. And then he before just keeps he telling cheats. you. And then, he, and then he sings before he cheats and he screams at your face. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I haven't eaten all day. So, you know, <laughs> if I get drunk, it's because I haven't eaten anything. Like, this sounds like <laughs> this was some pre-planned, you just want to yell at me about some things type of deal. But anyway, um, not a good trade. <laughs> so none of us, well, I mean, Stephanie, you're the most lenient, I think, out of all of us on this trade. I would say my final piece here is just James Robinson. I have nothing against him. But he's an undrafted running back. Uh, I'm not like super worried about Carlos Hyde necessarily, but I, the guy got like 95% of his backfield touches last year. That's not happening ever again for that guy. So, I mean, enjoy your like high end running back to production, which he'll get for you this year probably. And that's it. And CMC will be sitting at one or two, pretty much guaranteed. So, mm-hmm. too bad, HC Smoothie, that, um, it's not one not so I don't smooth. think any of us Not so smooth there, Mr. Smoothie. But, but also, <laughs> he's British, so it's like morning time. So top of the morning to you. That's how the British sound. It's 100% not accurate, but I <laughs> love the enthusiasm. That's how I, um, British people sound. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Before we head into the meat, Dustin, I'm just going to do our quick ad read and then kick it over. Mm-hmm. This week's episode is brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Head over there now. You're bored. The NFL is not here. The draft is still not here. But they have other sports that you can partake in. You have other, uh, you know, over unders, etc., that you can make there. And the good news is that when you sign up using promo code DTFF, they will match your initial deposit up to $50. Go to monkeyknifefight.com. Just do it. 
All right. Thank you, Jake. On to the meat of the episode here. So we are going to start with the Washington football team. Why Washington? Because that's what I decided when I made up the show sheet. So um, neutral ground, man. Neutral. I was just about to say, it's very neutral. (laughs) Very, very smart to start that way. Things won't get too heated. All right. No no, No one cares. Like even Washington fans don't care. Oh, they care. Oh, they care. So we uh, go over some of the free agent um, moves for the team here. So we had notable losses, and we'll use the word notable in quotes here. Um, It's Robert Foster, Jeremy Sprinkle, Alex Smith, and Thaddeus Moss. And their their notable additions is Curtis Samuel, Ryan Fitzmagic himself, Lamar Miller, and Adam Humphreys. So any of these moves for Washington, does that move the needle for you at all? Make you excited about uh, prospects for any of the fantasy relevant players? Shane, you go, you Mr. Opinionated. You. Are, we, are we going with Dallas yet? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's nice that Terry McLaurin actually has a, a competent quarterback for the first time in his career. Um, so that that's going to be fun to watch. Um, other than that, who cares? I mean, Curtis Samuel is going to be an okay wide receiver three, right? Wide receiver two, maybe some weeks. I, I don't, I don't care. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's great for Terry McLaurin. Like, you know, a lot of us are buying into Terry McLaurin. Like we think he's got wide receiver one upside because of what he's done with Dwayne Haskins and, and uh, Alex Smith, who's ADOT was actually, uh, three inches. Um, yeah, it's like this. I don't know. I'm not good with inches. Um, anyway, um, anyway. I can finally exceed something, which is very exciting. Though, for yeah. me so, no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Terry McLaurin. I think that's going to be great. Uh, Logan Thomas. I like, I like him having a quarterback also good. Um, well, we like players having a quarterback. Right? Yeah. That is yeah. A great yeah. Big fans. Yeah, big fans of quarterbacks that are good, um, that are not even good, that are just better than trash cans, which they had last year. So uh, wheels up on Terry McLaurin if you're a Terry McLaurin guy, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's it has to be. That's all I got. I got nothing else. So my concern here is I don't like that Fitzpatrick has not played a full season since 2015. Not a big fan. I think this is great for right now. In the yes, we're so excited about technical and and McLaurin will be fine whether Fitz finishes the year or not. I just you know, and I love Fitz Magic and I love everything that he can do, but he's one of those guys. He's just not a four quarter quarterback. He's not a full season quarterback. He's he's known for the magic, and the magic is not playing sixteen games, especially seventeen. So yes, I'm definitely a little bit nervous about that scenario. Is it? I mean, I own McLaurin in almost all of my 17,000 leagues. So it's cool. It's dope. It's going to be sick for him throwing the deep ball and we're all going to love it and go wild. But I do definitely, I'm very hesitant about this move. Like, it does not make me very happy with their backup options for Fitz. See, I'm excited. I'm excited for Fitzpatrick this year. Like I'm excited. I, I'm just. Ner- I'm allowed to be nervous. I have an anxiety disorder. Okay, Jake. Like, I'm nervous. 
You are allowed to be nervous about Fitzpatrick starting all the games, I think, because that is that is a true thing. Like, it hasn't happened. I will say, last year, he looked like he could have started all 16. I now 17, I guess. Because like he had one of the higher completion percentages of a career, higher yards per attempt of his career. Like, he, he was actually doing more than he's done historically, So which is what makes me excited for McLaurin. It's kind of what makes me excited for Curtis Samuel, too. I think both of them, it's just whoever his preference is. They're the ones who's going to eat, probably. And I think the other guy is going to be left out of the equation. That's why I'm not super high on McLaurin myself. Because just for me, it's one of those things. If he has a preference for Samuel all of a sudden, who we know can go deep, he just wasn't used that way the last year or so in Carolina. He was transition in this weird short range guy but he can go deep so if if that's the connection then uh i don't know i guess i'm taking the lower cost acquisition at this point so you take curtis samuel over terry mccorn at adp probably for redraft yeah for redraft okay for dynasty 100 still terry mclaurin i still wouldn't do that and i haven't even looked at the adp and i don't even why are my lights going no Steph, you got to pay the bills. Stop buying claws and pay the electric. Oh my god! Electric. Also, if we are if we are live broadcasting a horror movie right now without knowing it, I think that we should all be on high alert. This is so. It's because everything got messed up from Columbia. I like just switched my monitors up and stuff and tried to bring everything. Tried whatever. All right. I don't know. Shane complained about something. Oh. Um. I haven't eaten yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see who eats next year. Yeah, I think there's also a lot of talented, like the skill players over there. Like, you have no idea what's going to end up happening. And I think there's a lot of talents being shared. So Fitz might find his guy, and it might not be the guy that we all wanted him to find. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be McLaurin. It's going to be McLaurin. <laughs> it's going to happen into existence. I mean, I hope so. My shares would love that. They're wet thinking about it. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It is much more likely that it's McLaurin. I mean, Mm -hmm. to be clear, it's way more likely. I'm just saying that off chance still has me a little nervous. I got to be honest with you. I don't know. um, I don't recall what Fitz's passing rate is to running backs um, off the top of my head. So I don't know how I feel about that for Gibson. Although Gibson was used so wrong last year that he almost has to see more passes just by accident. Um, but no, that's a good signing. That was the best signing for them. Look, it gives all those guys at least value for another year. And like I said, McLaurin, he was good with trash cans. So now he has like whatever the step above a trash can is. I don't know, a hamper at quarterback. So no, that'd be below. below. (laughs) Oh shit. I gotta learn that hierarchy, man. So that's a good enough for Washington. No, No one cares about Washington. Well, Shane, you, you, you kind of uh, brought it up a little bit. I was going to ask about Gibson, and you know, we all expected him to be the big pass catcher last year, and obviously J.D. McKissick, uh, what was the pass catching fiend on that team? And I'm, I don't know if you guys have heard anything of why that was the case, because that's what he was known for coming out of the draft last year. But we saw him basically in that two down role. Um, is it? Do you think he just? wasn't good at pass pro and that's why he wasn't out there on passing downs or uh, is JD McKissick just that much better as a pass catcher? Like what are your thoughts on that? And do you think you're going to see more pass receiving work out of him this season? You you almost can't see less. Um, And honestly, we're going to be honest with one another, which I think we should while we're drinking. Um, 
that was JD McKissick is one of those examples of a head coach trying to show you how smart he is. Like, no, 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 I could beat you with the superior player with the superior skill set at this, this specific task. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this Jag and I'm going to throw him the ball a lot because that shows that I'm smart because I'm using a player that's not as good. Um, that's an NFL coaching thing. That's just what they do. They want to show you how smart they are. I, I hope to God that isn't the case this year. We have no reason to think that it won't be, though. That, that's the problem, right? Nothing's mm -hmm. changed, literally, except for the quarterback. Quarterback's not calling plays. Um, so there's a little room for concern, I, you know, but hopefully it was just maybe he wasn't great at pass pro because he's really a wide receiver and he just learned how to play running back in the last couple of years. So, yeah, maybe maybe he, he's picking up some pass pro and they'll have him on the field and use him as a pass catcher on third downs, see what it's like to use a wide receiver in that role. Steph, your turn. Oh, is it my turn? Okay. Um, I still am not, like, off of the McKissick trip. Like, I think that it could very much be a situation where we see him and, like, Curtis Samuel, like, getting the same amount of targets or one being a higher targeted guy than the other. I don't, like, I'm not going to be picking him up and redraft, that's for sure. Like, if I already am stuck with him, cool. That's dope. Like, we'll play him as is, but... I don't know that I'm like picking him up in a redraft situation. I just want JD McKissick to go away, and that's nothing against him as a person, yeah. as a human being. JD, I'm sure you are wonderful. No, he is, hey, a he, is a, he is a jerk off. Um, I mean, I yeah, actually he's a hope that's terrible true. human being. <laughs> I hope that's true because it would make me feel a lot better about my internal wishes right now for him, just from a fantasy standpoint about him going away to someplace mm -hmm. very far. And not returning. Because if he's a good guy, that would actually, you know, make me feel a little bad. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Then one last thing about Washington. Then we'll move on, I swear. Uh, oh, my God. I know. I just can't help it. <laughs> so we've seen, or I've, I've seen some I, of the. By the way, guys, this is an entire Washington <laughs> podcast. We're not yep. moving on again the rest of Guys, uh, Antonio Gandy Golden. What do we think about him in year two? <laughs> well, that is a good question, but no, I've seen um, Mac Jones mocked to Washington. Uh, think he'll make it that far to them at nineteen, or uh, and, and do you think he'll be a good fit for him? Can I go first this time? Yes, please. So here's my thing with Washington. I think that Fitz was a bad move for them because I think that Washington is in a position to be successful and very successful. And I think, too, you know, Fitz is great, but here's the thing. You take Fitz, you do pretty well. Um, you could go pretty far. You kind of screwed your draft position for next year with this. So my idea for them was to take someone like Winston or to – uh, you know, trade up in the draft and grab your guy because you're ready for your guy. Now is the time. So what the hell are you guys going to do when you screw your draft position? For next year? What's the plan, guys? Because now you're back where Washington always is. Like It's like, so I don't know what the idea was. If I'm Washington, I'm still trading up and getting my guy. But I just don't think they're smart enough to do that because it's Washington. Fair point. She ain't wrong. I mean, yeah, I, you're, you're stuck in this no man's land. Like, it's kind of like my dynasty teams. I want to either be really good or really bad. I hate <laughs> being mediocre because you can't move from mediocre. It's just like, oh, okay, you're a five and you're stuck at a five and I don't want to be with a five. So this sucks. Anyway, um, 
Mac Jones is not laced in the 19th. He should. He should, but he's not going to. He, he's going in the top 10 um, for reasons beyond my comprehension. Um, but I'm not an NFL scout, so it doesn't matter what I think. He's going to go in the top 10. Maybe they get one of the quote-unquote lower-tiered quarterbacks sitting there still at 19, possibly, that you know is still really high-profiled uh, prospect. Like- Kelamond. I mean, but if they if they get a quarterback at 19, the thing is they're reaching. They're reaching a full round. Um, could they trade back into the first and maybe take a Mond or a whatever the kid is from Texas A? I don't remember. Whatever. He knows his name. That, that kid. The other guy. <laughs> yep. um, could they do that? If <laughs> <laughs> they could do that at the back of the first, sure. But, you know, more often that turns into Brock Osweiler as opposed to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Fair. Gross. Yes. Okay, we'll move on. That's enough Washington talk. <gasps> Thanks, God. Uh, so we're, we're going to move that, on to... That was uh, terrible. I just I want to tell you, like, every part of me hates <laughs> everything that just happened. <laughs> but now it's all going to be so much better. We ripped that band-aid no, off to worse. start. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, from one perspective, that's true. <laughs> Let's just deal with Dallas now, so then I can yell at Steffi about how bad Daniel Jones is for, like, 40 minutes. Sure. Oh, you want to move on to Dallas? We can do Dallas. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Dallas. PGFF does Dallas. That's the name of the episode. Perfect. Again, that's a very old person reference. No one's going to get that game. I'm very excited for the seven people who will tweet me about it later. All right, so Dallas. um, Not many offseason moves for them. Their notable loss was their starting quarterback this last season in Andy Dalton, sometime starter, uh, who moved on to, I guess, greener pastures. Um, and then they brought in Jeremy Sprinkle, as we just talked about from the Washington football team. Um, Interdivision transfer. I feel, I think that should be bigger news than what has been so far. I mean, you just don't see those kind of star <laughs> turns from one team in a competitive division to another. So. Yeah, maybe they won't draft Kyle Pitts because they got Jeremy Sprinkle. Like, who needs Kyle Pitts when you got Jeremy Sprinkle? Well, and let's be honest, it's going to be Blake Jarwin's season again. I mean, it, he was primed for the breakout last year, and then, gosh darn, injury just deflated gosh, my whole balloon. Gosh darn, I didn't know you were from Minnesota. Wisconsin, um, I'm pretty close. I lived there for seven years, so that's, yeah, that's, that's it comes out. All the same. It's all fucking Canada. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I did, but go ahead. <laughs> that was very intentional. I mean, obviously you intended it. Uh, yeah, but uh, Andy Dalton, Dustin, Andy Dalton. I mean, we've but, talked about him before. I just want to get out ahead of this real quick and say I picked up Andy Dalton for a third round in my Superflex League right before he got picked up here. And I've never been so excited to immediately turn around and trade somebody in my life. It was glorious. What'd you get? What'd you get? Just a second round pick. Just that's that's money in the bank. (laughs) Went from third to second round. I did nothing. I did nothing. That is profit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) So I have to say about Andy Dalton and probably the Cowboys. So go for it. All right. So Uh, your humble bragging's done. All right. So Dak Prescott, um, horrific injury last year. Is he going to be come back and be elite and be what we saw, you know, mm-hmm. the pace? He, I, obviously, he can't keep up with the pace that he had to start the season. But are we going to see fireworks like we did right out of the gate? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. we will. Um, 
Here's the thing. Their defense hasn't gotten substantially better. And that defense needed to get like significantly better <laughs> um, because it was a trash. It was just a fucking trash fire. Like it was awful. Um, I know they signed some cornerback. It doesn't matter. They're going to draft a cornerback at 12 or at 11, 10, wherever the fuck they draft Ten. before the Eagles 10. Yeah. They'll, they'll snipe the Eagles and draft a cornerback. Their defense is still going to be awful. Fitz still is going to have, oh my God, or excuse me, Dak's still going to have CeeDee Lamb, Mark Cooper, Michael Kelp, uh, Jeremy Dalton Sprinkle, Jolts, as we just talked Jeremy about. Sprinkle. Uh, who's that other guy that was there last year? Their, their tight end? Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. No, no, the guy that was injured. We were just Blake, talking about Blake him. Jarwin. Blake, Blake Jarwin. Jarwin. Like Zeke. And then, and then Zeke to dump off too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just ridiculous. Pollard, like, too, can get worked into the mix. Yeah. Dak is going to be pretty much stellar. I mean, no, he can't keep up last year's pace because he was on pace for, what, 6,000 yards and only, like, 32 touchdowns, weirdly <laughs> enough. Um, no. But could he throw for 40 touchdowns? Yeah. I, I, that's well within his range of outcomes. Mm-hmm. When Dak is in the league, when Dak is healthy in the league, he is an elite quarterback. Period. Like it's like almost like that. He's someone that I just I'm not going to have a discussion about. Like it's like he's going to be good, right? There's nothing to worry about with Dak. Um, as far as them maybe protecting him goes, yeah, maybe that's a little bit of a concern. But he's got the weapons. He is Dak Prescott, and there's no reason to be concerned about him moving forward. Personally, I will not be satiated about his injuries until I see him go out on that field and do that hip dance that he does ahead of time. Otherwise I'm not buying that he's fully recovered until I see that on the field. That's That's fair. My line. I think that hip dance is actually why he got injured. To be honest with you, it put a lot of strain, put a lot of strain on the lower body that was unnecessary. Now I'm not a, I'm not a physical um, therapist, but I'll lie to people and tell them that I am. Um, so when you bend your hips like that unnecessarily, <laughs> what you're doing is the ligament in your knee, it gets uh, exasperated and it expands beyond its contention. And that's not good. God, wow, can you we used a lot of big words there. That was great. Use that in our injury analysis? <laughs> We're going to invite you back for an injury show, Shane, just so you no, can no, no. Uh, talk injuries. I definitely think you should. I definitely think you should. <laughs> It'll be very useful. <laughs> I think I should supervise that show. No, no, no. I think you should just be like, so how we'll do the injury shows. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, Steffi Smalls approves all these following comments. <laughs> <It's> fine. Yeah. And <laughs> so, school dropout. Who wants to talk football? <laughs> So who would you rather have uh, on the Dallas offense this year, CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper? Someone? Anyone? Do you want to say it on, on three? One, two, three. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I mean, guys, come on. <laughs> There's no way around it. Dustin is the lone Cooper guy. Now, I want to point out how hard I had to work to try and get him on the Amari Cooper train like two years ago, and then you weren't on the train, and now when I am starting to come off the train, you're getting on the train, and I feel like we're never at the same stop of the station. (laughs) Cooper's a hard man to love because he's so up and down, and like, yeah, consistency is a myth in fantasy football, but he, like, takes that shit to the limit. He's literally like, you know, I'm scoring 40 points this week. You know what I'm going to do next week? Three. And you're like, dude, I can't trust you at all. Like, that's that's not cool. But He's gotten yeah. better. He's gotten better over the last He's got a little better. So it's more like, oh, it's 40 and then eight 
And you're like, well, it's not as bad as it used to be. It's not a donut. You know what I mean? But if you kick me in the balls lightly, you're still kicking me in the balls, right? So I'm just saying. It's very fair. Um, yeah. I love CD Lamb um, in Dynasty and Redraft. There's not a format that I, I wouldn't take him over Cooper in, to be honest with you. And think about CD Lamb this year. Like, he had weirdos throwing in the ball like so then like him dad pressed back and can you imagine his i mean the stealing there is phenomenal mm-hmm. and they, weirdos ben denucci ben denucci slid in on <laughs> steph's um, DMs, and she sent me a screenshot of it and i was like well he's a professional quarterback and she's like he's a weirdo though and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I think that's exactly how that entire exchange went. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, I do have to say, I wasn't CD on like a top 10 pay? I know it was only five games with Dak, but he was a top 10 guy when Dak was playing. I don't know where Cooper was in that, though. He couldn't have been too far off. I don't know. No, he, no, he was hanging out in his, uh, his 48 ratio, you know, like so in the corner. Everybody pretty much was on that pace when um... – when Dak was healthy, like Zeke mm-hmm. was on pace to be a running back one. CD was on pace to be a wide receiver one. Cooper was going to be a wide receiver one. Any random fucking tight end on that offense was going to be a tight end one. Um, but that's what happens when your defense gives up 40 points a game and you're throwing the ball 50 times a game. Um, fair. But I look, CD was on pace to do what Justin Jefferson ended up doing. Um, and we're I also all hate the on pace thing. It's like kind of my pet peeve. Like, oh, you're on pace. Okay, but like you didn't get to continue the pace, so like it kind of like we can just erase it from the board. Like, you, you but you didn't do it. <laughs> you were on right. pace, and that's so cool. But I want the proof that you can accomplish that. I mean, yeah, but it's fantasy football, and we love nothing more than doing on pace and extrapolating things. Well, if you take this three-quarter sample and extrapolate that over 15 seasons, he's a Hall of Famer. So, you know I mean? That's kind of our thing in fantasy football. I don't claim you guys. (laughs) I'm going to write an autobiography called On Pace. Um, and it's it's going to be terrible, but it's, it's going to be the worst book you've ever read five times straight. I guarantee it. And twice on Sunday. Yeah. It'll be a short book. That's true. <laughs> All right. Um, Zeke, he was left for dead here. You know, he's second contract, had a horrible season last year, uh, still finishing as an RB1. Do we see him being top five? Um, I am working on not using the F word as much. So fudge no is my answer to this question. I do not see that happening at all. I think that with the talent that is there, with De- I'm not buying into it. But I have very much been off this train. I hopped off the Z train. I'm not going back on. No one can convince me. I'm done. Sold them for King's Ransom. And I'm very pleased with it. Shane? so i'm sorry i was just looking up cd lame splits with Dak prescott and without um just because one pace is fun and he was um he was averaging 17.1 points a game with Dak and 11.7 without which is pretty funny because all those numbers are in each other so that's a thing um zeke 
I hate Zeke. I hate everything about him. I hate him as a human being. I hate him as a running back because he's overrated because he's been behind one of the greatest offensive lines in the league for several years, just like Emmitt Smith was overrated. I hate him because he's a cowboy. Um, There's so many reasons to hate Zeke. His stupid beard, his stupid stomach tattoo, like he's a 15-year-old girl. He's crazy. Freaky Zeke, and I hate him. The fact that he looks like an Ewok, and I think Ewoks are some of the, the worst <laughs> things in the Star Wars universe, besides whatever the fuck Jar Jar Binks was. Um, that said, I'm actually a little into Zeke this year, because everybody's just like, no, nah, that dude's dead. He's dead. I don't think he can be a top six running back. Um, I think he'll give you top six weeks. I think he'll easily be a, a running back one again this year. Um, and for his cost, I'm okay with buying him. Um, especially, I, I don't know redraft ADP, so I'm just gonna lie and make it up. I think he's going in the fourth round in um redraft ADP. <laughs> no, he's which not. Is just no. Once he got in second, at this point in the offseason, all ADP is made up, anyways. None okay, so of it really matter. matters. ADP's fake, but the P- I think he's just getting taken so high for like his scenario for how he performed. I mean, like people are taking him before the 105 in my spread up league. I'm so no. I swear to God, I will show you multiple. Le- he is no, 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 I believe you. It's I would not do that. No, me either. <laughs> Y'all need to maybe not play the game if you don't know what the <laughs> hell you're doing. Yeah, like, so I've seen offers where, and I had an offer yesterday and I thought about it for a minute, where it was I give up CEH and the 207 in a 16-team league. So if you do math, I don't do math very well, but like that late, um, it'd probably be like the 30th player off the board maybe. I don't know. Um I thought about it long and hard. Um, eventually, I didn't make the trade because I made another trade with CEH. But I, I've I've traded for Zeke for the first time in my life, and it hurts. But I think with experienced players, it's funny. I think he's dropping in, in value because he's at that age cliff for a running back, right? He's 25. He's got a ton of carries on him. He's an asshole, so we all want to root against him. You know what I mean? Like, he has that going for him. Like, no one wants him to do well. Like, even the people that own him, that roster him, are like, I kind of hope that he sucks because he's a terrible human being. So that drives his price down a little bit. So I think it costs, depending. Like, no, I'm not giving up the 105 in a super flex, but the 107? Eh, maybe. Maybe. Wow. I, 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 and you said you hate Zeke. But holy shit, I could never give up the 107, I don't think. Only because of what you mentioned, like the amount of carries that dude has at this point in his career terrifies the shit out of me. I don't I don't want any running back at redraft costs. Like I'm absolutely fine with that mid first round for sure. But in Dynasty, man, it just makes me too nervous. And I don't even love Pollard. I know a lot of people's thing is, well, Pollard's right there nipping at his heels. He's not. He's truly not. We've seen good flashes out of him, but he's more Tariq Cohen than anything, I think, at this point, which is fine. It's very fine, but, like, I'm just worried about those touches, man. I mean, but I'm getting him in, like, the 16th round. Like, I'm not getting Polar. Like, I'm not taking this guy, like, super high, but if I can get Polar in, like, the 16th, 17th, 14th round, yeah, if he's hanging out there, sure, let me grab you. You have to know how to play these players, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, uh, if I was a win now, position here i would probably trade for zeke for like the 107 um but if if i wasn't anywhere you know 
close to contending. I think that's a little rich for me. So just kind of depends on your team makeup. Yeah, he's definitely got – look, I'm not buying him in leagues where I'm clearly a year away because I don't know what he's going to be in two years. But mm-hmm. if I think my team can smash this year, yeah, I'll grab him. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't grab him because he's a jerk off and he'd probably punch me in my nose for just like accidentally oh. touching him because he's a jerk like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Zeke is a jerk like yeah. that. New new podcast title. We'll, we'll rotate through them. All right. It'll just be a string. It'll just be one big, long title. I like it. All right. Lots of dashes. So now we can move into the Homer's Corners here since, since we got through the uh, – the grossness of the other two teams of the NFC East here. So, um, Shane, let's start with you and your sometimes uh, Philadelphia Eagles here. So you brought in Joe Flacco, uh, which is a strong move for your starting quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts here. And then um, you lost. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! I can't. I'm, so, I'm gonna mute my mic. I'm sorry. Oh. And then you uh, you lost um, Deshaun Jackson, Richard Rodgers, and Wisconsin Badger, former Wisconsin Badger, Corey Clement. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is going to be cut to June first. Well, June second. And Earth is, is going to at some point be gone. Maybe um, at this point, it, it's looking like if they can't get a third rounder for him, they're just gonna just gonna let him stay on the roster. Another year. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the quarterback position in Hurts. How do you feel about him? Is is he the real deal? Uh, is he going to stick around? Is this? I because I, I, I don't know what to feel about him. I, I know, know he flashed. Everybody seems to love him because he he's a runner and he has that that solid running back floor. Um, I just don't know how to feel about. Him. I just don't believe in him long term. Let's put it that way. Are you going to say Konami code at some point? Because I feel like that needs to be referenced at least one every fucking podcast that I listen to about a Russian quarterback. Like, we get the point. Like, yes. I don't want to use that word. No. Maybe we can just, like, not use that word. We actually say the whole thing. We do the up, up, down, down, left, right. (laughs) If you're going to do that, do that. You know what I mean? Represent, man. I'm so tired of hearing about the Konami code. Like, you're the first person that brought it up. Like, dude, Lord Reeves, yes, he invented that, like. I don't even know before I started paying fantasy, but like, shut up. We get it now. Okay. Rushing quarterbacks, unless it's Lord Reeves. I don't want to hear anybody saying fucking Konami <laughs> code anymore because it's not their thing. Shut up. Um, anyway, um, I honestly have no idea what to think of him. I, and I've said this before. I think he's either a top eight quarterback next year or he's outside the top 30. Um, he doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like a guy that's going to be in the middle that nice meaty part that Steph's likes. He's going to be like either like really good or really bad. Um, I'm an Eagles homer, so I'm leaning towards be really good. Um, he's got the rushing ability, which obviously I like. Um, anytime a quarterback you know has that Konami code skill set. Um, <laughs> I like that they can use it. Um, your receivers can't get open. Well, fuck it. I'm going to take off and run. And I mean, he ran really well last year. And he also, his passing was not great, but he at least um, threw the deep ball a little bit. So I think that'll be fun with Rager. Truth is, I have literally no idea what this guy is. Uh, it was a three and a half game sample. There was times that I watched and I'm like, wow, he's really good. And then there's other times when he airmailed the ball 15 yards over the, you know, over his wide receiver's head. And I'm like, oh, well, this is why we got him in the second round, huh? So, look, if you like to gamble, 
you know, feel free to buy him, but he's going off the board as QB 12 in dynasty. That's, that's a pretty pricey gamble right now for someone that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And to agree with you, I think that it's like <clears throat> just super dramatic, like right? Like this is like a guy that people are placing a lot of value on that we barely saw play any football. Like, are you guys kidding me? And like what the football he did play was like, yeah, again, like Shane said, like, oh, holy shit, that was great. Or holy shit, that was bad. So I'm just not in a place where I'm going to start like taking him. He's going so high in these startups. And I just think that's crazy. It's a lot of value. It's a high risk. You know, it's put in a player that maybe is not necessarily the franchise quarterback there. Um, I wish him the best of luck. I like watching him play. I don't like the way he throws the ball. Something weird about his elbow. He's got like a jinky elbow. I don't know what the hell that is. Like something the way he throws the ball just makes me uncomfortable. Um, but he's a mobile quarterback and everyone loves that. You know, you love, you. everyone loves their mobile quarterback. So, but he's not the mobile quarterback I'm going and risking my, you know, my second. He's going as high as like early second round. Please. No, thank you. I'd rather just not and say I did. Yeah, that, that's crazy to me that he's got second round ADP and startup drafts. Like, and look, I, I just, I love a Konami code quarterback as much as the next guy, Konami code. Um, but three and a half games. I mean, that's, I mean, look, I understand you need to be bold sometimes. That's just, I'm not that bold. So I'm going to hold off. If someone wants to draft them that high, good luck to you. Uh, I wish you nothing but success <laughs> in your future endeavors because I don't have the balls for it. He feels like somebody you really have to pair with like the safest of safe vanilla quarterbacks. If you're going to draft him there, then like, well, you better be prepared to take Kirk Cousins then a few rounds later as your like backup guy if he shits the bed. Um, because otherwise, yeah, you could be in real trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and what fun is that? Like, I don't want to like who wants a boring vanilla quarterback? Like, I don't want some quarterback that I'm like, well, his upside 17 points and his floor is, you know. 15. 12. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. Like, get out of here. Like, uh, Joe Flacco? No. I don't want Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, Drew Locke, any of these fucking guys. Like, no, thank you. I want to go all out on both my quarterbacks. I want my quarterbacks to be Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, you know? The original Lamar Jackson, even though people like to compare Hurts to Jackson. No. So, Miles Sanders, is he going to be an RB1 this season? Is he actually going to get used and stay healthy? I don't know. Uh, yes. Yes. Based off absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> so Nick Sirianni was the offensive coordinator for the Colts, right? That's really important. Um, he didn't call plays, so there's that. Um I mean, if he gets JT's touches, great, but I, I don't want to base that on. Now, I like Miles Sanders' upside. I just need him to get a few more touches than he did last year, you know, hopefully in the passing game. Um, hopefully they're not giving those uh, pass attempts to freaking Boston Scott and they're not pulling Miles Sanders. Um, I, like or, I, I like him too fine as a backup, but there's absolutely no reason he should ever see a target over Miles Sanders. Just like there's no reason that Corey Clement ever should have been on the field in the, within the 10-yard line when Miles Sanders is on the fucking team. And, you know, it just makes you want to punch things. Um, and you can't because you keep punching things and you get in trouble, um, oddly enough. Um, I think everyone's already faded him, right? I think you can get him fairly cheap now, right? Mm-hmm. With Josh Jacobs as a disappointment. So I'm okay with that. He he's still really young. Um, he entered the league 
fairly young. He's still got two or three more years of that elite production um, uh, time, whatever you fucking call it, in him. Um, he produced fairly well with Jalen Hurts last year in their three and a half games. Um, he was really, on pace for something really He's on pace. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're betting on the talent, right? The mm-hmm. talent was there. He was the number one running back coming out of his class. Um, apologies to Josh Jacobs. Uh, he hasn't done anything on the football field to show me that that's not what he is, um, except for he, he's not allowed to call plays because if he was, he'd probably touch the ball more often. He can't touch the ball less, right? I think. Hopefully. Don't I hope he secretly really goes up and touches it right before they go into the huddle every time just so he can get the feel for it again. Mm, right, yeah. right. You are what you touch, probably. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh-oh. He had 18. He had, <laughs> he had um, that's why you're so That's why you have to be on shows of shame, because you bring out this side of me that I am like, I didn't even, this is your fault. I was being all analytical, talking about football stuff, and you're you talking about touching penises and stuff. I didn't bring that up. He only had 18 opportunities a game last year. That is fucking maddening and depressing. Like, how he only he only had 4.3 targets last year a game. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. he's a guy that should see no less than eight targets a game. His target share should be double what it was last year. He's that good of a receiver. Considering but, they didn't have true receivers on the team, it is a little yeah. befuddling that, like, with your dearth of receiving options, you're like, no, this guy, you still don't get the ball, though. Yeah. yeah. Makes no sense to me. I, I don't understand. Um, but you know, look, when you got a, when you got Corey Clement on your team, you got to get him on the field. Um, apparently, I guess. Boston Scott yeah. averaged two and a half targets a game last year for some reason. Those are leaving out Joho. What about Jordan Howard's amazing return to the field? That's going to cut down all of those red zone touches. Mm -hmm. Certainly. No, yeah. No, he's going to hurt Miles Sanders in the same way that Gio Bernard being cut helps uh, Joe Mixon. That is a fair comparison, I think. And is Rager going to be the number one this season? Or. I mean, we all had high hopes for him, let's be honest. And he didn't really do a whole lot, which was super disappointing uh, for the spots I have him in. Um, can he take that step forward? I know it seems like lately with the Eagles, it's that's where wide receivers go to die. And I don't know why that's the case. Um, so is, is that going to turn around with Rager now this season? Well, part of that is is their coaching staff was a mess. They had a different wide receiver coach literally every year of Doug uh, Peterson's regime. Um, it was like the Spinal Tap drummer, since we're using old people <laughs> references. Literally, like they just kept disappearing. It's like, wait, they just hired that guy. No, he's fired. Oh, okay. Um, as they should have been, though. You know what I mean? Like you draft wide receivers high and they turn into garbage. You, you probably shouldn't keep your job. Although you should probably give these guys more than like one season. Anyway, whole new coaching staff. Uh, I think they'll use Rager correctly this year. Um, last year, for whatever reason, when he was on the field, they seemed to only think he was only a deep threat when he's a more complete receiver than that. The fact that they trade it back to 12 pretty much tells you, yes, Rager is our number one this year. 
You know, they can get a receiver in the second round, like Elijah Moore, maybe Rondell Moore or Elijah, whatever his name is, Rondell Moore. Someone like that falls to the second round. I'd be a little concerned, but not real concerned because there's enough targets on that team. You know what I mean? The other wide receivers on that team are just bad. There's J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. There's Greg Ward. There's Travis Fulgham, who was the best wide receiver last year. Like there's more than enough available targets for Rager to be productive and another receiver and a tight end and a running back because basically none of those things were productive last year. So I wouldn't be too concerned. I I felt better when Wentz was there because at least when Wentz was there prior to last year, you thought you had a franchise quarterback. Um, And when Hurts, we don't know. No, Hurts can't be worse than Wentz. He literally cannot be worse than Wentz. No one was worse than Wentz last year. So, you know, if I, I still like Rager a lot. And the thing about it is, is if you like him, you can get him for probably a mid-second, late second. So now's the time to buy um, prior to the draft, though, because prior to the draft, once the draft hits and people see that the Eagles didn't actually draft another wide receiver high, then they're, they're going to go, oh, wait, so Rager is the one there. Uh-oh. All right. One last question. Yes or no before we move on to the Giants. Dallas Goddard, wheels up. <laughs> that's great, that's great podcasting there. It takes too long. <laughs> down. We are so far down. Talking behind that. I will not participate in that behavior. <laughs> Steffi is not on board with Dallas Goddard. No, I don't care. Facet. He is not with that. No, I won't. And, and I know Wentz was awful last year, right? But Goddard had the chance to finally step up. And, and in, in the limited opportunities we've seen him without Zach Ertz, he hasn't shown me that he's anything. He's not Zach Ertz. Uh, as much as people want to undersell what Zach Ertz has done in his career, he's not as good as Zach Ertz, not from what I've seen. Um, if he's going to do it, obviously it's going to be this year because they're not going to get Kyle Pitts now, fucking jerk-offs. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, at his cost, fine. I'm fine with it. He's one of those many tight ends that it's like, all right, sure. Yeah, if, if I can get him for a late second, sure, I'll take a shot. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, saving the best for last. The New York Giants step into the homer's corner there, Steffi. Uh, notable additions. We got the big, big name, Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, which we've already touched on a bit here. John Ross and Mike Glennon, big backup quarterback there. And then your losses, uh, a bunch of who's who of was good that? players. Uh Colt McCoy, Golden Tate, Dion Lewis, Alfred Morris, Wayne Gallman. Uh a, bu- a bunch of Tomlinson. There's some big names. Can I just I'm going say for Alfred Morris relevant players? Alfred Morris has been on three teams in the NFC East at this point in his career. The only team he hasn't been on this far is the Eagles. So he has to make the round onto the Eagles before he wraps up his career. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. I'm not saying he's slutty. Um, I'm just going to say he enjoys <laughs> the company. Yeah. He enjoys the company of many men. Good he's like Fitz. Like Fitz likes to, you know, right. he wants to test right. all the waters. <laughs> right. Right. I hate that for him a little bit. It's fine. All right. So Kenny Galladay, big splash in free agency. How do you feel about him? And is he a good fit for the team? And do you see him? Where do you see him finishing? Let's put it that way. 
my internet is messy. You guys are chopping out. But I'm guessing you asked me how Galladay is for the team along those lines of fantasy, right? You got it. Is that where, where we're at? Somewhere along those lines? Okay, cool. Um, So Galladay is great for the team. He is going to be a good fantasy player. I, he has the potential to be great. I think that he is going to get a lot of the targets. I think he's someone that gives the potential for a deep ball threat. He is something that has been lacking on this team for since OBJ was there. But something to watch out for is don't be surprised if the New York Giants take one of those top guys in the draft. It's very, very possible that they take another wide receiver. It's not unlikely. Like, it would not shock me at all. My problem with Galladay, and I picked him up in a bunch of leagues, and I, you have to know how to, when to play him, what, what, like, who he's going against, what the secondaries look like, but... I mean, it's very, they're splitting a lot of targets over there now. So I imagine that my hope is that John Ross kind of kicks Slayton out of his role. I'm ready for Slayton to get out of New York. I don't really care. Like, I'm done. You've had enough chances, like 52.1% completion rate, losing like 16 points a season. Please, like, get just go somewhere else. I'm over you. I don't care. Go to the Eagles, go to the Cowboys. I don't give a shit where you go. Um, So I think that. He still is going to have to, you know, fight for targets there. Because now you have, you still have Jason Garrett, who's a pain in my, in my ASS, for lack of a better term. Now he has his Rudolph, who is his Witten. So you, you, you're going to give Rudolph balls. Ingram is still, unfortunately, going to get balls. It's, it's better for Ingram. People that do have Ingram, you're going to see probably more points out of him because he does better when there's more players that are productive on the field. And that is by the numbers. He just does wetter, better, wetter um, when he doesn't have to be the main targeted guy. So my issue is now we've got Rudolph. We've got Sterling Shepard, who is coming off of one of his best years. We've got Ross. We've got Galladay. We've got, you know, Ingram. And then if you add another guy in, He's not really a wide receiver one, is he? You know? So I can be realistic. Saquon. How many mm-hmm. targets is Saquon, Saquon right? getting and coming back? Saquon alone, you know? And so it's not – it doesn't look pretty because of the target share. So it kind of depends on how productive they can be on offense. So the biggest thing to look out for here is, one, what are they doing with that first pick? Two, are they actually addressing the offensive line or are they leaving it as is? So – I'm less concerned about Daniel Jones and whatever else everyone wants to talk about. The bigger concerns are, you know, do they take another wide receiver on? Because that's an issue. Because you get a young guy in there that can produce like the wide receiver one. Guess what? Galladay is just a, he's just one B and then you got one A there. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the offense, with the Giants. I think they can be a very productive offense. I almost like he is not my favorite person on that offense from a fantasy perspective. As a fan perspective, hell yeah, Galladay, of course I'm pumped. Like I'm not gonna be pit. I'm happy, um, but I definitely think that there are some concerns from a fantasy perspective because he has a lot of targets to split, especially with Saquon back. I do like more of what he's doing. For the quarterback, I know you said you didn't really want to talk about Daniel Jones much, but like that oh, is I I really agree. what. Yeah, I mean that that is who this is helping the most. Like, not only that, of course, he's getting back Saquon healthy. Hopefully, presumably, he's going to be great, um, and he's getting a little bit of extra firepower in there. I'm not saying John Ross is a game changer. Uh, I think we would have seen that if he is, but every little bit helps. So Daniel Jones now turns into like I'm 
pretty psyched to get him as a late round quarterback at this point, just to see, because we don't know. You can't get worse. Um, and so you know what the floor is with him, but he's now like a top late round quarterback for me. Is the floor lava? But he also, listen, you know, I'm realistic and I tweeted the other day, you know, what is the worst? Like people are selling Daniel Jones for like, literally, I think my tweet was a dollar and like a half piece, like of chewed gum. Like, I mean, like you're not asking, but his ceiling is very high. I mean, he had seven out of the 13 games that he played healthy that he scored over 16 and a half points. And like more than half of those were over 22 points. Like you're not looking at a guy that isn't mobile and can't produce. So you give him weapons and you put him in a, in the situation to do better. Um, I mean, like he lost a lot of those games because of Ingram and because of Slayton. It was not because of the turnovers. It's not the scenario. And it, it's, you know, and I, this is make or break for Daniel Jones, but I'm getting Daniel Jones in the 16th round. Give me a break. Like that's great because if he ends up, his ceiling is much higher than most court. Like most of these guys are sitting on this, this bench of guys that need to prove themselves. Like if he does perform and they do pull it together, like you're looking at 24 plus points every single week, like without a doubt. Yeah. And I think the big thing people forget about is that Saquon has been injured basically the last two seasons and he is a game changer when he is on the field. I mean, whether it's in the receiving game or running, I mean, he helps that offense so much and it's only going to help Daniel Jones too. So, uh, I, I think people are, are, like I said, forgetting about that. And it's just something to keep in mind that, like you said, the ceiling can be pretty high for him and at, at his cost, I mean, you can trade for him for what, like a late second, probably? Not even. People are giving him away. I'm literally in these startups. I literally just got him as, and some of them I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'm just like playing for, like, I'm getting him as my, like, second quarterback in like the 15th round. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's a good they're job. like, here's Carlos Hyde. Can I have Daniel Jones? And they're like, fine, sure. Let's do it. Because as Shane said, they perceive the floor to be lava, which is yeah. fair. Like the floor is very low too. But if the ceiling is that high, then I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. And Saquon, speaking of him, uh, he's been injured the last couple seasons. And here on the show, we hate to use the term injury prone because uh, I don't know. We just don't believe in it. So, it is concerning, though, that he's had a couple major injuries the last couple seasons here. Is this the season he's finally healthy and and he's going to play a full season and we're going to get the Saquon we all expect to see? Yes, it is. So I wish that everyone got to see. So I keep my Giants commentary behind my Patreon because I don't like Giants Nation. I hate Giants Twitter. I wish I was never a part of it. I think they're all lunatics. Um, so I keep that stuff behind the wall just so that it's people. And I don't have a platform anymore, unfortunately, to write. That was part of my thing when I went on FTN that was off the writing gig. Um, I don't have my injury report anymore with fancy intervention. So Saquon is in the best position to have his career high year without a doubt. I mean, to put it in like the simplest terms, he did a prehab. I can't think of that many guys that have done a prehab. His MCL completely uh, healed entirely on its own. He's looking at Adrian Peterson numbers, in my opinion. So his rehab is most closely compared to Adrian Peterson 2012. I mean, there's no reason for this guy to not do well. His MCL didn't get touched during the surgery. He did not have a meniscectomy, which is a huge highlight and people don't realize. Like, 
there is no reason for Saquon to not come back and do phenomenal. Like the, and if anyone's interested, I will screenshot, just DM me, I'll screenshot and send you my article on it. Um, and I won't go too into it because I don't get to talk about injuries anymore. So I'm going to go on a tangent, but Saquon's in a very, very good position. Um, and you know, everyone wants to cry about signing Booker for a million dollars, like whatever it is, a billion, blah, 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 whatever. That's fine. I don't care. Just protect Saquon. Like we need him on the field. So if you want to pay someone a jillion dollars to keep the guy's longevity, do it. Turn him into a 65% share running back instead of forcing an 80% share to get him injured again, basically. <laughs> like It's not that's how fine. it works. <laughs> and, you know, it's not, so the knee doesn't connect to the ankle. I mean, he still played 13 games. His second season, he still hit numbers that none of – there's running backs that will never touch those numbers. So, you know, there's no reason to be concerned with his injuries. I think that Saquon's also, an, like, an elite athlete, and that's a huge part of it. And I think that that's something that Adrian Peterson showed – through his injury recovery, through his rehab, and Saquon's in a better position physically from a medical standpoint, looking at his surgery to perform at a very elite level. There's no reason. Well, that makes me happy for all my Saquon shares, so yes. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else, folks? I don't have any more questions on my show sheet, so... Um, Anyone else? Final thoughts? I That's it. I, I mean, I actually want to ask Shane, what do you think the Eagles record is going to be? Um, again, I, I have a feeling it's either going to be something like 11 and five or four and 12. Um, yeah, I know. I saw that. It's going to be one of two things. It's going to be one of two things. I mean, they were so bad last year. Dysfunctional. Well, I mean, their wide receivers aren't bad. Eleven and five is very lofty goal, there, my friend. Look, I if you don't dream big, then don't dream at all. <laughs> no, I'm asking you for realistic. I'm asking you to be realistic. I can't be. I mean, here's a problem. You know, I'm an Eagles fan, and I, I can't be realistic. Like you're always, I always have that tint of, well, if everything goes well, like that's why no one ever goes. Well, I think there'll be a seven and nine. No, I'm I think realistic. Be an well, I, I can't do that. So me, it's either, <laughs> either they're going to be 11 and five or wait, wait, there's 17 games now. Hold on. That's true. 11 and six or four and 13. 13? Jesus Christ. That sounds awful. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of where I see it because either Jalen Hurts is going to be really good or he's going to be really bad. And that's basically how their season's going to go. Can I do one quick, and I'll ask you both to say it at the same time, if you don't mind. In redraft, based on perceived ADP, which again is basically faked, at this point, <laughs> I want to ask, is it Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones? Are you waiting to get Daniel Jones, or are you taking Jalen Hurts early? On the count of three. Wait, 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 where's Hurts yep. ADP? It's I don't Daniel know. Hurts. Let's assume it's like top Hurts. four rounds. I'm not touching Hurts with a... And Daniel like, Jones, you don't even have to draft. Yeah, because he's super. So, are you on the Daniel Jones train then by default, Shane? Is that what we're talking Not about? Not touching Hurts. I don't care. I, I I don't have a single share, and I don't care. I might take him in redraft like late, but like I'm not. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. I haven't seen enough. I haven't seen enough. I watch enough film of Daniel Jones. I watch enough of the last two games are enough for me with the moves that they've made, with the commitment by Joe Judge to know that. Daniel Jones has no excuse to do phenomenal this year. And if he does, if he sucks, then I was wrong. Twitter's going to kill me and it's not a big deal. I'll get over it. Like 
that's fine, but I'm going to believe in, in what I've watched and what I've seen and the torture I've, in, I, I've endured for years. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of torture, yeah. Shane, are you willing to concede that it might be Daniel Jones you'd be uh, drafting? Based, based off cost, yeah. I uh, mean, because look, I could, I, I can draft a, another skill position player in the fourth round and then go get Daniel Jones after the draft. Uh, sure. Yeah. And, and like Steph said, I mean, he's got Kenny Galladay. He's got Saquon Barkley coming back. He's got Sterling Shepard actually playing slot receiver again, as he should. Um, Evan Ingram is actually phenomenal. He can't drop everything in sight like he did last year. That's not going <laughs> to happen again, hopefully. Um, and they're going to get Jalen Waddle in the first, too. So he's going to have a ton of weapons. So, yeah. <laughs> If he can't succeed, he sucks. Um, yeah, he sucks ass. Like, I'm yeah. fine with that. And I will admit it. Like, this is it for him. But it's this is it for a lot of, like, quarterbacks, right? Wes, oh, yeah. Darnold, Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's got to prove themselves this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're on mm-hmm. a bench. You're either getting kicked to QB2 to be a startup forever, or you're going to do, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dustin, we found common ground to end this episode. I, I know. It's very nice. Thing. It was. Shane just doesn't want to fight with me. <laughs> no, I mean, look, at, at cost, look, I, who's going to have the better season? Jalen Hurts. Um, is Daniel Jones probably going to suck? Yes, because that's what he's done most of his career. Um, but... When right, ADP, we're ending on not. <laughs> <laughs> we were this close. When ADP is added in, well, you know, look, I'm not as stupid as I, I look. I have to, you know, I have to at least concede that there's more risk baked into that cost for Daniel, um, for Jalen Hurts than there's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is free. Like, I, if I get a free bagel and it tastes like shit, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, it was free. Like, oh, I didn't Throw think it that, out. Well, I think. Yeah. You like, can oh, pick you put, up another bagel off of waivers right. the next like, week. It's oh, fine. you put hypodermic needles in these bagels. Okay, so that's why they're free. Okay. But you know what I mean? It was free. You just toss it, whatever. But yeah, Jalen Hurts, if I'm drafting him in the fourth, third round of a startup draft or in a redraft, whatever, that's going to hurt my soul, and that's going to hurt my team badly if he doesn't perform. Mm-hmm. Right on. All right, perfect spot to end it. So before we sign off here, um, I want you each to let us all know where we can find you, what you do, where you're at, et cetera, et cetera. Flaunt yourself, basically, is what we're saying. So, Steph, why don't we start with you? Sure. So I'm with FTN Network now. I just got my own show with FTN Vets. Small talk with me, Steffi Smalls. Um I'm basically either polluting your timeline, and if I'm not, then you can follow me at Stevie Smalls Three L's, and usually everything that I'm doing is on there. I'm all over the place. All right, Shane. There we go. There we go. I'm on you. Um, yeah, Matt Shane is the worst. Um, it's a really mean handle someone gave to me. I don't even remember. Um, you know, you um, can change that anytime that you want, right? Yeah, it's really easy. Did you lose your Twitter password? Are you uh, not? a few times? <laughs> and, you know, look, I now um, at Shane is the worst on the Twitters. Uh, write for DLF, do a YouTube show for DLF, Manic and Chill, Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. Um, I do a live stream on Tuesdays. We don't actually have a name yet, so we just call it Turn Up Tuesday or some shit like that. Um, in about thirteen minutes. Um, that's it. That's uh, I don't know really how I do much. I write. I like writing. 
and I'm available for podcasts and bar mitzvahs. Oh, good to know. True triple threat. <laughs> I like it. All right, Jake, where can folks find you out there? I'm Jake Trowbridge. It's just my name on Twitter. And you can find the podcast at Drinking Fantasy, and you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Check us out. <laughs> Social media. DTFF, that is our name of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>